0: Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of ALM's award-winning magazine, Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here.
1: Hi, I'm Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News, and this is the Future Tech panel from Legal Tech West Coast in Los Angeles. We're sponsored by Blue Arc today, and we're broadcasting today's program on Law Technology Now, a podcast presented by Law.com, and the Legal Talk Network. And you can also find us on iTunes. Joining us now is Tom Baldwin, Chief Knowledge Officer at Reed Smith. In Tom's role as CKO, he helps assess technology tools that increase efficiency, streamline processes, and improve productivity for his firm's lawyers and clients. Tom was named 2005 Legal IT Innovator of the Year by Legal IT Forum and was featured on the cover of ALM's Law Firm, Inc. Magazine, and he was a member of the management team that won a CIO 100 Award in 2002 from CIO. He serves on the advisory boards of LTN, Law.com, the Cal State Fullerton Knowledge Management Advisory Board, and LexisNexis. Tom also serves as regional vice president of the International Legal Technology Association. Please help me welcome Tom Baldwin.
0: So far, what we've heard today is a lot of very forward-thinking ideas and concepts, and, and what I'm here to talk about today is a bit more um, today as opposed to tomorrow. Uh, when when Monica asked me to talk about uh, some of these topics, the, the thing that came to mind was um, something more on the line of what I want to call relationship capital, and before I get into that, I want to kind of set the tone in terms of, of how this plays out, so Uh, Putting on the KM hat for a second, I've been trying for years to define what knowledge management is. It's very difficult. I've heard about 5,000 different definitions. I have one. I don't know that it's any better than the other, 4,999, but I'm going to give it a shot. So really, I look at KM in three buckets. We've got what we know is a law firm. And when I say we, I'm really referring to the lawyers. And that kind of manifests itself in work product retrieval, expertise, location, the things we typically think of in knowledge management. That's 90% of, of where KM really is right now. The second bucket is what we need to know to do our job as lawyers, and, and that really is things you see on your intranet, where I go to um, do matter intake, where I go to find an expense reimbursement form, what, what hotels do we have deals with in the office that I'm going to be visiting next week. Those types of administrative things I need to also have access to in an easy way. The third bucket that I want to talk about today is is who we know uh, as as a law firm, and I kind of coined that as relationship capital. We spend so much time on intellectual capital, which is obviously very important in a law firm because that's what we sell, what we know. Um, and, and as kind of a side note, what's interesting is the firm I'm, I'm at now, Reed Smith, our tagline is the business of relationships. And they they put so much of an emphasis on that, that's what they came up with, I think, was because it was the third one um, out of the list. The other two were taken by their law firm. So. Um, what's interesting, if you look at relationships, I uh, – <laughs> I decided when I started the firm that I was going to be on all the e- attorney distribution lists. and I wasn't obviously stupid enough to let that hit my inbox, but I have a folder that they all go to. and we don't allow lawyers at the firm don't have access to the all personnel distribution list or the all attorney distribution list because that winds up being used for internal spam. Um, so you know I had to go through and get every you know all office for every office. We've got twenty four offices globally. So I started looking through the types of queries that come through uh, those distribution lists. And I didn't do an, an actuarial study. I don't have the hard statistics, but I can tell you by reading through them that the vast majority of queries that go through those distribution lists are not about what we know. It's about who we know. Um, a lot of times they're looking for referrals for clients, uh, for a friend of theirs that needs a divorce attorney. I love that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually uh, in, a, in an area of law outside the, the core um, services the practice provides. A lot of times they're asking about judges, experts, mediators, arbitrators. Um, they're asking about lawyers at other firms, maybe it's the, op- the opponent in a case, or it's because maybe we're thinking about bringing on that, that lawyer as a lateral hire and we want to get some intel on that attorney. On the corporate side, we also look at it from a matchmaking perspective. Oftentimes, corporate attorneys are looking to match up buyers and sellers. They want to know more about the banking relationships we have, et cetera. And the, the most obvious one is pitches, and that's the one we typically think of in this context. Uh, I'm going to go out and pitch DuPont. You know, what relationships do we have at DuPont outside of uh, the, the folks going on this pitch? Maybe somebody went to law school with the GC, but you know, how do we, how do we mine that information? The other one that just came up recently, um, it was kind of an interesting sidebar. Is smoothing over client conflicts at our firm because of our size, we constantly are running into this issue, and at times sometimes it takes a high level uh, contact with the client, and and many times the the client relationship partner can't be the one to make that um, contact for a variety of reasons. So knowing other angles, other routes to that client at a high level is really important for us. So there's there's all kinds of reasons why we need to know and have access to that relationship capital as much as we need to know and have access to the intellectual capital that the firm has. This Future Tech session is brought to you by BlueArc. BlueArc helps legal firms, electronic discovery companies, and corporations handle the explosion of electronically stored information and accelerate computer-related evidence gathering with its industry-leading high-performance and scalable network storage solution. Impact the outcome of litigation actions and deliver evidence to legal teams more quickly by meeting tight deadlines and strict regulatory requirements. Find out how by visiting BlueArc at www.bluearc.com or contact us at one 864 1040 So traditionally in law firms and many businesses, we've relied on CRM systems to capture a lot of this information. And, uh, you know, without knocking on the vendors that sell those products, it's widely known that most implementations fail miserably at capturing the bulk of contacts that a law firm has. Um, and while it's intended and that's it's sold that way, um, I think over the years we've all become pretty enlightened with the shortcomings of those systems in terms of meeting that objective. It's now used and relegated for more of mailing management and those types of things. So. When we look at, you know, the other tools that are available, the other one's Outlook and email. But I should actually, before I point out, uh, I move to that one, I do want to pull up one little thing in regard to CRM. Um, one of the big problems, obviously, is sharing. So so obviously CRM's got its flaws. Um, email's an interesting one. We The lawyers, I think, are under the false sense that when they send out a broadcast PTI, pardon the interruption email, and ask for Assistance on, you know, who knows this judge, et cetera. That they're actually getting the responses that they think they should get. Uh, Case in point, I was in the the litigation chair's office at my last firm, and in walks the practice group leader for the labor department, and he's fuming. He says, "What happened?" He goes, "Well, I just I just finished up this arbitration, and this arbitrator was a complete nightmare." And so they talk about some more, and the litigation chair says, "Well, who was the guy?" And he says the name. He goes, "Oh, you should have emailed me. You know, I I had him a year ago, and I would have told you, you know, to stir clear." He goes, "Well, I did. I sent out an all litigator email, and nobody replied back. So I figured this this arbitrator was okay." So I think, in in large part, we have this false sense of security in using an email query to get the information we need. One of the things that um, is is coming to fruition is this concept of kind of passively collecting. Our relationship capital and there are systems out on the marketplace now that allow you to do that um, branch it and contact networks are the two that come to mind and what they do is passively collect the email traffic between lawyers and their clients and then map those domains of the email to actual businesses that are registered under those domain names so that the system's collecting all this information they have the sic codes so if you want to go find out who we know in the gaming industry it'll show you all the relationships it shows the strength of the relationship based on the, the amount of correspondence via email. Um, if you've got VoIP and you have the phone numbers in there somewhere, you can also track the phone calls as well. Uh, and the benefit here is that you know, lawyers aren't having to go in and have their secretary enter a profile in the CRM system. They're not having to do any work. We know the information is accurate. You know, if you look at any industry statistic, they'll tell you that any 20, 25% of all information in CRM becomes outdated for a variety of different reasons. We know the information is accurate. It's in real time and there's very little effort on the part of the lawyers. Now, there is one little f- futures piece to this um, uh, presentation that I will talk about. So the next step in this process is uh, a, v- a technology that's probably going to be out in the next 12 months um, from a couple different vendors looking at doing this, but this concept involves entity extraction. So if you look at most legal documents, you know where you put the judge's name is in a consistent spot where you have the pleading, uh, the plaintiff and the defendant are all in the same quadrants of a document. So they're able to extract the judge from that document. And within the document management system, once I know who the judge is and I know what document it is, I know what matter it's regarded what it's correlated to. Once I know the matter, I can go look at the lawyers that have built time to that matter, and I can presume that those lawyers know that judge. So even if the person hasn't emailed that judge, hasn't called that judge, which oftentimes they're not having direct correspondence with the judge, it's usually the clerk, I can still find out from what the lawyers put in documents, what judges they know, and other parties. Um, and, all, and kind of all to wrap this up, um, when we look at sort of those three buckets of KM, assuming you, you buy into that definition, which is always, um, you know, argumentative, I guess, the, uh, the point that I'm trying to make is that we can look a lot at intellectual capital, we can look a lot at the administrative side of KM, But to me, the relationships are equally, if not more important, in certain instances. And um, that's my presentation. Thank you.
1: And if you would uh, help me thank uh, Thomas Baldwin, we'll give him a big round of applause. (laughs) Well, that's the close of this Future Tech Session from Legal Tech West Coast in Los Angeles. I'm Monica Bay. Thanks again to our sponsor, Blue Arc We hope you'll listen to the other five podcasts in this Law Technology Now series. You can find us at law.com's lawtechnologynow.com, at www.legaltalknetwork.com, and on iTunes, I want to thank the many folks who helped make this special Future Tech event happen, including ALM's Henry Dicker, head of legal tech, Steve Lincoln and Mike Medwick, Jill Winwer, John Klein. In Boston, the Legal Talk Network, Mike Hockman, Scott Hess, Kate Kenny and Luann Reed. In New York, Katie Montgomery, Sophia Maharaj, and Keith Achille. And in Los Angeles, Bobby Sparks. Thank you again, and goodbye from Legal Tech, West Coast.
0: Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today.